Each incident is connected in the minds of everyone else who's seen every other police use of force and police shooting in America. Um, they're not separate. And when people look at these and they go, well, you know, we don't need to be mad about this one. Like, no, it's not that we don't need to be mad about this one. We need to be mad about this right. issue. Right. It's not about this one. This one. Like I say, he can reasonably articulate that he was legally justified to use force. Right. But and I've said this before, that doesn't mean that that's how you approach the public. That's how you approach the prosecutors. That's how you approach the defense team. That's how you approach it in the courtroom. When you're approaching the public, you come with if I mean, police have no literally absolutely no uh, 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 brains. Because you don't come to the public and say, look, guys, it was a good shoot. It was legally justifiable. Therefore, don't be mad. Like, that just sounds yeah. stupid when you say it out loud. You go to people, you say, I'm sorry. I wish I didn't have to. I wish that the situation would have gone differently. I wish that I would have gotten there sooner. It's terrible that they're not here right now. With no buts after that. You don't go, but I had to. No, no, no. You just go, I'm sorry. That's what you say. Because regardless of if it was a good shoot or a bad shoot, you say, I'm sorry, because it's always a bad thing when you got to kill somebody. Because we supposedly value human life. Right? And we get to this place where you're like, even with the argument of, um, oh, if you didn't kill, if you didn't shoot her, then she was going to kill the other girl. Right? Well, now you get into a philosophical argument. Right. All lives are supposed to be important, equally important. But now you're asking me whose life is more important, the person attacking or the person being attacked? Well, the person being attacked was previously the attacker and the person attacking was previously the attacked. So the question that that you don't you don't win an argument by saying, well, if he didn't stop her, she would have killed her. Well, the net loss is still one life. Right. We still lost Mm -hmm. one person. So your argument then is that the girl she was trying to kill is more important than the girl who was uh, who was holding the knife, right? And you have no reasonably mm-hmm. articulable uh, 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 information that could show me why that girl, why that girl's life matters more than that girl's life. In other words, you make a subjective decision that you want to save that girl because in this moment she's being attacked. And in reality, you have made a decision that that girl's life is more important than that girl. So you're making a philosophical argument. Huh? There could have been no lethal force. It could have been tased. He could have shot her in the leg. Like, he shot her four times in the chest. Yeah, and even, I mean, even (laughs) then it's like, you see regular, like, I literally just watched no, I was going to say, I literally just watched a video yesterday um, of some white dude. Literally, there's, there's some some older white dude. Uh, um, he looked like he was either in his like, late teens or like early to mid-20s. Seemed like he was on something. And the cop was like, yo, hey, I'm sorry I got to do this, but I got to arrest you. So, you know, I don't know if you're going to run, so I'm going to put you in handcuffs. And literally, mind you, the Duke has a knife. Um He's like, hey, I'm just, and he literally like politely grabbing his arm. He's like, hey, I'll just let you know. I'm worried about you running. So I, I'm just going to put you in his hand because it's okay. Like, da da da. This is that guy the cop was talking to. Him. Same tone and everything. The dude 
He grabs the dude's hands, tries to gently put him in handcuff. Dude proceeds to stab the officer in the neck. Right? <laughs> and what does the officer do? Because the officer's still conscious. He don't drop to the ground or nothing. He the officer sees the guy running and decides not to shoot. Another officer comes up. It's like another two. End up like grabbing the dude. Da da da. Whole time the dude has a knife. He stabbed an officer. And what did they do? They didn't shoot. And so it's it's crazy to me because even like even me like I'm like I don't even think it's just about oh like he should have tased her. It's like or he should have shot her somewhere else. It's like bro like. We know for a fact you can handle situations without violently injuring people. Mm-hmm. We know you can do this. We know you can do this. Because we, we see it every time it's not us. We see it every time it's not a black person. So I'm like, I'm not I'm not I'm not with that. Like I'm just it's and yes, in terms of whether or not it's legal, I'm like, we know it's a whole bunch of morally messed up stuff that's legal or whatever, whatever. And it's just like I'm I'm annoyed. <laughs> I'm beyond annoyed. But yeah, it's 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 crazy to me. And I think I think it says something that for a lot of people it's really like, oh well this time it was okay. You know, it's like really right. Yeah, no. That's like that's the bar for you. But that's how it is. <laughs> time. Every time the the person that gets shot, the victim of the, the and, and people keep saying the reporters keep reporting like police involved shooting. Stop saying that. Exactly. Tell someone. Say like when 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 it's not a police involved, they, they say it's a homicide, right? They say somebody got shot, like someone shot someone. Mm-hmm. Like police involved shooting, like no. But yeah. But yeah, bro. Like every time, like in back in August, last this, this past August in DC, when when the young boy, when the young brother got shot by the police for throwing his gun. Like everyone fucking chastised him because he had a weapon. Like yeah. that that automatically says, oh, he, he's not a George Floyd. He's not, you know, he's not a Breonna Taylor. what he, he's not he's not worthy of being defended by by the by the movement. Cause cause let's be honest, he was victim of this society and all this systemic racism and he was put in a position where he felt like he had to carry a firearm, you know, every day. And we can't yeah. And and this doesn't didn't just start happening like to recently. Like this has been happening since the like civil rights movement. Like I don't know if I told you about the the um the before ah we're not we're not even gonna talk about that because I can't remember the the person's name. Um, yeah, we're not we're not even gonna talk about that. But like this has been something that that people of the movement so-called leaders of the movement, you know, that can't even relate to the people that's being, you know, that's being, that's being harmed every day in these type of situations. You know, the, the, the people that actually live in these communities, we always, you know, criticizing these people, you know, our, our people. And we like, it's, it's a divide. Like, okay, he's not, he's not worthy of, you know, we we can't say we can't say this is police brutality because he actually had a weapon on him. Like, what about the brother in um, I think it was in Minnesota too, who was Black shot and he was in the hospital. No, 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 like this is a guy who had like a history of like assaulting somebody or like assaulting his, his girlfriend or something, mm-hmm. and he got shot. You said what? I said mm-hmm. 
he got shot and he was in the hospital and like for some time and then people were like oh they found out about his history and it was like oh no fuck that nigga like he should have died or whatever like we can't be so yeah. so bad about this like this is yeah. crazy we're hurting ourselves with this exactly and, I, and that's why I had said one time and I, I feel like I was doing like a rally or some type of speaking somewhere and I was just like start justifying when we start coming up with acceptable uh, exceptions mm-hmm. uh, like we don't want police brutality we don't want unnecessarily violent we don't want we don't want violence to violent responses or we don't want all that stuff. It's like mm-hmm. it, in exceptions. We are, we already know what they doing. Right. And if we're going right. to be, against, like- <laughs> if we're going to be against police brutality as well, like it's all police brutality. It's not just with black people. Cause y'all, I know y'all heard about the young 13 year old boy in Chicago that got killed. Um, Toledo. Yeah. Yeah. Where is all the where is all the rambling for him? Like where where? No, no, no. People definitely, people definitely, people definitely. Um, but it's not on the same level. As, not as a, who? Hmm? As who? As some people definitely been speaking on him. But it's it, it's a race it's a race thing that's involved in that. Just because he's not black, like it's not a it's not as much as an issue. Like that if that would have been another Tamir Rice type incident where people you know people. would of, of black people would really be standing up for him. I know he's not. I mean, the, I, I I was I would only push back against that because I'm pretty sure they go they're going up for him in Chicago. In Chicago, in people yeah. of his community, of people of his community, but it should, yeah. be, it should be limited to his people. Like it should be if we're all against police brutality, then we all need to be against shit because they be marching with us. Do they not? I mean, I don't. I don't well, think he's white. Though. You I don't think he's white. white. I don't think he's white. He's not white. I think, yeah, I think he's Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. That's what he yeah. said. I think so. I think he's Hispanic. I mean, let me see. No, yeah, that's, that's what he said. Figure it out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's a minority, but at the same time, I don't. I don't feel like that energy is is out there for him. Like, I mean, like stuff for the Bakaya incident. Like when I when I like I seen everyone talking about that. Like minutes after, like hours after it happened, versus this guy. I'm just now hearing about it. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know because I feel like I heard about Adam Toledo before. Yeah, because it happened before what happened to Makaya. Yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I, I feel like I was already hearing about it. Was everywhere. He was thirteen. You know what I'm saying? And he was he wasn't armed at all, was he? He was. He's good yeah, enough. Uh, no, nah, I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't when he got shot. No, not when he got shot. He had a gun when he was running from the police, yeah. and then he dropped it when he turned around or threw it when he turned around, and then he shot him. Yeah. Oh, so that's the same shit that happened in DC. Why? No, no, no. It's a little different. What you mean? He threw his gun. He nah, had cause, no, because when it. No, like right happened? there, like at that very point. Yeah. Right when he disarmed himself, when he threw, when he dis, when he tried to throw away his firearm, he he got shot. That's nah, happened. nah, he got no. Adam Toledo, when he got shot, his hands was up. His hands was up. Right, right, right. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. It was. It was. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, it don't matter. It don't matter. Like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, I feel like. I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't know how the family feel or nothing. I can't really. I can't really say. At least on my circle. I mean, maybe it's just because like I follow a lot of like people in the space and like. Mm-hmm. Organized stuff. I, I knew about it. Like I didn't feel like people wasn't right. aware. Like, like at first, it was definitely more people talking about Adam Toledo than Makaya. I was seeing Adam Toledo a lot more, and then it was Makaya, 
And then a lot of the Micaiah stuff was because people was going back and forth against people trying to justify it. Um, but yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think people was just, it's, it's been a rough week because it's like, it wasn't only Adam Toledo or Micaiah, like it was the, um, this is something Brown Jr. I forgot his Andrew? first name. Was Anthony? You know, they said six people, six people got killed 24 hours after the verdict. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. And I, I wanted to like revisit the dude, in a, the dude in Elizabeth, North Carolina, the dude in Virginia. Um, yeah, those are the only ones I know about. And then it's been tough because you know Albany even going. The Virginia out. one lived. Oh, please, please, please. Yeah, yeah, he didn't. Yeah, he didn't die. He didn't die. Um, well, he's in critical die. condition. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Going um, back to George Floyd, though, I feel like people not really taking this. Moment. People, I'm people know what happened, but he wasn't shot. This was not a police shooting. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I also say use of force incidents. Right. So how does this relate to to shit like Makaya and? And Philando Castillo and all the I, other brothers and I sisters. Think, awesome. I think, and this was the point I, mean, I was trying to make. It's not different. People. Yeah, I, I think that's the point I was trying to make to some people, or in, in what I was saying earlier, it's all connected. You know, it's none of these, yeah. none of these are happening in the vacuum. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I was somebody was talking to me, and it was like, you know, I don't get why our people, you know, you know, for the Makai situation, you know, so quick to jump to, you know, whatever conclusion without, you know, looking at whatever happened in the case or the facts to see if it was actually like a justified um, use of force or whatever. And my response to that is, why would they, right? Have police officers earned the deference that they crave? Have they earned the benefit of the doubt? If a police officer is involved in a shooting or involved in a use of force, have police in America earned the benefit of the doubt for us to go, well, let's wait till the facts come out and we'll decide how we feel about it. The answer is no, they haven't. And if you and and it doesn't and that's why I say these are all connected. It doesn't matter if it was a good use of force or a bad use of force. You show up on the scene, you use force. You don't have the benefit of the doubt as a police officer because of policing in America. If the last I'm not even going to count 100 mm-hmm. years. Let's just clap. Let's just count the last 50 years. Right. If the last 50 years of policing were police being on their best behavior, doing the utmost, hold, holding up, having integrity, not shielding police officers who abuse their authority and who abuse their power. There was no thin blue line. Right. If police were doing what they're supposed to be doing for just the, just the last 50 years. Right. When they arrive on the scene, they use force. People will go. Let's give the police officer the benefit of the doubt. He most likely used it for a good reason. Right. But it's because they haven't done that consistently across the country in multiple cities, multiple precincts. It's because they have been abusive. It's because they have broken their own laws and our laws. It's because they have abused communities systemically and consistently that people will not give you the benefit of the doubt. And if you're a police officer, you can't handle that. You don't need to be a police officer because that is the nature of what you carry on your back. You don't just carry your history. Exactly. You don't just carry the history of your precinct. You carry the history of every police officer that's ever existed in this country because that's what people see when you come through a police officer. And if you're not ready to carry that history, you're not ready to be a police officer because you're not going to get the benefit of the doubt because your seniors, the people who came before you, fucked it up. 
And it's your job to fix it. It's your job to be in the community. It's your job to know people. It's your job to talk to people. It's your job to protect people. It's your job to defend people. And it's not your job to complain about how people feel about the things that you have done. Because that's not what you signed up for. If you signed up for people not to complain about you, then you shouldn't have been a police officer. You're a public servant. Exactly. And that's all, and that's all, the, and that, and that's all there is to it. So, yeah, if you show up on the scene and use a good use of force, guess what? You're going to be judged just like an officer that uses a bad use of force because I, as a citizen, cannot tell a good police officer from a bad police officer. And you as a police officer, as far as I know, will not weed out the bad police officers. Right. If there was a nationwide campaign to cleanse all the police departments of bad police officers, I'm sure that people in different communities would go, oh, man, maybe we can trust the police now. But there's not a nationwide campaign for that. Nationwide campaign, know, but... The nationwide campaign is just to retrain officers who are already ethically and morally corrupt. The training ain't going to do shit for them. Right. So, yeah. And no, I'm not saying like that will fix everything if they did do something like that, like a wide sweeping thing. But I'm saying that'd be a start. Right. There will be some people that go, oh, shit, they're they're cleaning up all the police agencies all across the country and they're kicking people out for, you know, having this, this, that and the third. I think for some people that would restore trust into the, in the police. Um, now, obviously not everybody. And but I think for some people, it definitely would. Um, but the thing is, they're not even doing anything close to that. They're just going, no, we'll just give them more money and we'll just tell them, hey, don't shoot black people if you don't mind. Um, and then call it a day, you know. So because that's what they're doing. Yeah, no. If a police officer shows up on scene and he uses a legal use of force, guess what? You don't get the benefit of the doubt. And it's and that's just and that's just how that's how it rolls. You're not in a you're not in a, a a vacuum. You're not in a microcosm. You are within the frame of all police incidents that have occurred before yours. And you need to get with not, it, get laws. Yeah. Laws that are racist that police enforce. Yeah, I mean, they're following the rules, they're enforcing racist laws. Exactly. Well, that's like even if, even if we eliminate, which we, which one? I mean, it's like even if, like, there's always going to be an excuse for shooting a black person. Let's just be real. Even if there's like this big cleanse that you speak of, there's always going to be this excuse. Oh, he was threatening me. Like he had a pistol. Like it's it's always going to be somebody getting killed by the police. Yeah, I mean, the issue isn't that the police will will kill somebody for whatever thing. The issue is that they do it unjustly or disproportionately or both. Because unjustly, right? Unjustly, people disproportionately, or both. People, and, people, guilty people don't die. These ain't unjust. Like, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna say honestly, like, yeah, that. Cause like that's why even like you know me in the space I be it's like we ain't really we honest like I, the ideal is we we abolishing police like and and that's based off the off the notion that like it's not we don't even want like we don't even want that system as a means of public safety because it's not um, it's too fucked up like even so even, even what you were saying um Kada is like. No, there there always would be an an excuse or a reason or a justification to if not kill, it's beat with a baton. If not beat with a ton, it's stump them out. If not stump them out, it's slam them to the ground. 
it, like it's, it's always going to be a justification for that, given the way we have the institution right now. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, that's literally why we out defund, divest, abolish, and, and switch to alternative means of public safety. That's not, yeah, it's not working. Yeah, bro, it's not working at all. You're talking about back 50 years. That's not even Black Panthers. You didn't even get to the Black Panthers yet. No, that's what I'm saying. Like right. I, That's what I'm saying. You don't even got to go back that far to talk about the amount of police brutality that has occurred that has already scarred communities. Right. right. But even if they were perfect 50 years ago, that's not even touching Black Panthers. It's, it's people still scarred off of that. And it's people still scarred off the notion, off the fact that police came out of fucking slave catching. Slave patrols. You literally like... <laughs> Slave, like, yeah, no, I wasn't like, saying that um, to be like, practical. I was saying that to make a point. Oh yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't think that. But um, yeah, I was like, yeah, like literally, I had did a report on this for my presentation class, and I was like, literally, they came out of, in the south. It was slave patrols, and in the north, they were like um, immigrant managers, basically, because mm-hmm. they was like, oh, these these immigrants from uh, Germany and. Uh, Ireland, we don't really trust them. They, they quote unquote, are removing the fabric of America or something, or harming the culture of America. So we need to have police to make sure they're not acting up. Like so, like in every scenario, it was one group saying, "Y'all handle those others because those others are different." Oh, well, not one group, but a, a particular group. <laughs> no, but no, no, no. I say that because even because like that, there was that distinction between like how police were deployed in the north versus how they were deployed in the south. Oh yeah. Yeah. Check this though. Check this though. We talking about the we talking about the the Irish and Italian immigrants in Western Asian immigrants or Eastern Asian immigrants. But they came here, they 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 immigrated here, fought their own, you know, injustices, their own you know, marginalization. But there were liberal whites that stood up for them and shifted their whole situation. You know, got them mm-hmm. housing, really gave them the advantage of being white. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and you don't see that shit no more. There are no fucking Irish slums, you know, in New York anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, they fully they fully assimilated. Yeah. The system worked for them and they said, fuck black people. What I'll say No, is, I mean I listen, Irish people too. <laughs> no, they said fuck yeah. Irish people, but they ended up helping them out. And getting them on a level that was above black people. No, no exactly. But I bring up Irish people because they'd still be the ones talking about some. We need our Christopher Columbus's statues because he's our hero. And it's like, really, <laughs> really, y'all as a y'all as a as a people who was discriminated against talking about that's our hero. Yeah, yeah. And and they became yeah. And when they became when they were on top of black people in the social you know social class system, they became the police. It was like. Okay, Fuck them, Nick's. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Fuck what I'm saying. Um, after Nazis. What I'll say. Um, and still, still in line with with your point. Um, I don't believe that we'll ever. Or I'm going to make two points here. I don't believe that we'll ever reach the ideal that you were talking about black politics of creating a new system of, uh, of, of security, of safety, 
um, uh, in America. And the reason I don't believe we'll ever reach that is because the only way to reach that is if white people want to go there, to KDOT's point. Um, nothing in this mm-hmm. country changes unless white people want it to change. And it's just facts. No matter how much we march, we march. No matter how much we we sing and dance. No matter how many uh, guns uh, that groups amass, if white people don't want it to change, it's not changing in in America. Um, and white people don't change anything unless it benefits them in some way. And <clears throat> and I told y'all like if if forty five different uh, police precincts massacred kids in 1500 different schools annually they would still just call those police officers bad eggs like it it, it yeah. wouldn't matter it could be that over it could I mean, be it's that just, it's the same way they handle mass, and they would it's the same way they handle mass shootings yeah yeah it 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 wouldn't matter you know so but my second point here to make is i because it's so difficult to change anything in this country regarding that, we have to fight even harder. I know earlier I was feeling like super down, but you know I've kind of talked myself back up now. Um, we have good. to fight even harder because we can't achieve the perfection that is a new system of safety and security, but we can make changes. Right, we can make them so uncomfortable that they want to make changes, or that they'll allow us to make changes. And oh. any, it, I, I think the 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 uh, march towards perfection will at least lead us to greatness. So I think it's still important to fight, even though our end goal might be unreachable or unattainable. So. Um, actually, so I actually don't think it's, so I definitely thought like before when I thought about the way to get there and I was thinking it as if like, there has to be this uniform national shift. I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a heavy lift. And I'm like, I don't see us all unanimously shifting. But when I think about the fact that like Ithaca, for example, upstate New York, already did probably the most dramatic shift in how they handle public safety in the country. Um, and they're like, they're starting out through their plan that they just like put forth like a month or two ago in response to Cuomo's executive order that the different cities and townships had to reimagine public safety. Um, literally like they, they switched their regular police department to a dual, uh, not dual response, but a two types, the two types of response models, and so there's no longer their police department. It's like some other thing, and basically now it's split. So there's an armed division and unarmed division that handles certain um, that responds to different types of calls, and the unarmed division is on, well, at least on paper, it's supposed to be like intervention specialists, like community people, da 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 da, da. and then like anybody who was formerly an officer they would have to reapply and go through separate new training, new processes to be a part of this new thing. Um, and like literally like, like in that by itself is literally like one of the like top two, if not the most um, radical change that we've seen in a, in a country 
and after this past year, right? So like, given that, and then me knowing that the mechanisms for actually shifting that aren't as, I mean, everything is touching each other, but like, it's not as entangled as we think a lot of the times. Because like, if the, for example, if, if, if your city was going to defund the police, your common council would be the one making that decision most time, in most cases, right? And like, in a small city, that's literally 12 people. That's literally 12 people who could be like, all right, we were, we, we were reviewing the proposed budget this year. We're cutting this. We're putting it towards that. Boom. Done. Now, they ain't doing it. Most of them they ain't doing it. Most of them ain't doing it. But it's like, when I think about the fact that it's not like, oh, I got to convince Biden and then convince Cuomo and then convince the state, the state um, senators and the state Congress. It's like, I don't have to actually do that. You know? So it's like, it's so close. In terms of like the, the the accessibility of the mechanisms that we that we need, we need to hit to change it, I'm just like that's why I feel like that's why I'm so optimistic. I don't even know if I'm op- well. I have to be a little bit optimistic, otherwise I wouldn't be doing anything. I wouldn't be doing none of this <laughs> organizing stuff, none of this stuff. But that's why I'm like I literally can see the people who can tomorrow make the decision, and it's just like I'm like there has to be some way. And, then, and I'm like, for example, I'm like, if we could, do, if we could convince Ithaca, and as red as upstate New York is, yeah. other cities can follow suit. Yeah, yeah you got more optimism than me. I'm gonna say that the future is for revolutionaries, bro. That's what I'm gonna say. Americans, yeah. the future is revolutionary, bro. There's no limits to this shit, bro. And if you don't think police can disappear, bro. You need to wake up, bro, because even right now, there is a heavy police shortage in several major cities, bro, where they're yeah. that they don't know what to do. Yeah. So if, you don't think, yeah if you don't think police can disappear, bro, because we don't need a national, not everyone needs to be on the same page. Majority need to be on the same page. Or something, something, you know, not everyone has to be on the same page. It needs to be yeah. a where ain't nobody trying to do this shit no more, bro. Yeah. Philadelphia has 268 vacancies and they're expecting more. Baltimore going through it. Bro, these these cities, like, no one wants to work the job anymore, bro. No one wants That's to... Right. Bro, and, and, and as we were saying earlier, like, as America's becoming more progressive in, in, and especially, like, with a president like Biden, I, I hate to say this, but comparing Biden to older presidents that had their whole fucking platform based off of yes. down on crime. Biden wasn't about that shit at all, bro. For this, well, for this president. And that influences people, bro. That influences certain legislation we passed in Congress. Like, bro, th- the fact that we have this bill that could be passed is, is crazy. I mean, now that's kind of working against knocking out police because it's, it's a reform bill, but at the same time, it's yeah. pres- you know, at the same time, it's, it's limiting police from doing what they're doing. So, I, I think, bro, I think the possibilities are endless out here, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think so too. I'm like, literally, like, I'm like, yo, if that little, if that little city could do it, I'm like, we could do it. We could do it. I know, I know what can happen. I, it's just, I, it really will be like on a city by city basis, because because it, it really be as if like in in a lot I mean in some in a couple of states is different because like 
the laws their governor or like state put around like like Florida did their whole thing about you can't as a city divest from police now that like just passed this past week mm-hmm. but um most states don't have that so like a lot of times it really is like does this township's council does this city council want to approve x amount of money as part of uh to be allocated to the police during this budget it really be like do y'all 12 people want that yes or no mm-hmm. yeah like bro I, i'm I, I just wrote this little assignment with a little essay for Rolaine, bro. And it's basically on the Negro I'm problem. I call out. it the huh? <laughs> <laughs> I call it, it's called the it's called, <laughs> I mean that's the name of the essay. That's the name of the essay. No no he said her name. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh it's called it's called the Back in the 18, late 1800s, 1900s, it's called the Negro problem. But of course, you know, the way that white people refer to us has changed with time. So I call it the black mm-hmm. problem. But back then it was a question of, you know, are they inferior to us? Do they deserve to be free? Um, will they mm-hmm. become an extinct species in America? Because that's that's what people were hypothesizing back then. Like after after the Emancipation Proclamation, uh Shit, people were dying. More women were dying in labor. There were more homicides. There were more uh, illnesses from from diseases and whatnot. That's crazy. All of that is still true. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> we were going to die. We were going to be extinct in a, in a matter of decades. But now that whole thing has shifted, and and I think that America has gotten to a point where it's no longer a question of if we are well for majority whether we are inferior or not it's how we can get out of this hole that we're in especially i, I feel like in, in progressive cities like i the, the whole thing of gentrification bro like i don't know if y'all like had thought about this it's reverse white flight it's yeah. white people not being afraid to move into black spaces anymore yeah and and that might just not that might be an exaggeration of of how they you know how they can not help us out with like of how they can become more progressive you know because some people some some of their agendas is to you know completely knock out the black people in the community but i think modern day our problem is not is no longer what it was decades ago generations ago it's just just the just the attitude just the environment we're in where where people are bringing up such things as defunding the police. Like years ago, people would have like threw that away. That's not even a thing. Fucking prison reform. Reform for, for drug rehabilitation, rehabilitation, like just, just ways to fix the prop to actually fix problems instead of just kicking it under the bus. Like it's, it's no longer of, well, it's, it kind of is, but like, do black people deserve these type of pro- like? Do, do they deserve help, or should they be self sufficient? Like, I feel like the the consensus is leaning more towards okay. Look, th- there have been generations where these people have been at the bottom, and no one has tried to help them. But we, but you know, going back to the immigrants, they we help them, and we see where they are now. You know, blending into society, we can't even like white people don't even brag about that shit anymore. Like, where they don't. I, I think white people like immigrants. They don't embrace that shit no more. Like, okay, I'm mm-hmm. Irish. I mean, I'm white, you know. But 
So that's what I'm thinking. Like, <laughs> like we're just in a very liberal space right now. And yeah, I think possibilities are really like endless right now. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, again, I'm not as optimistic as, as as both of y'all are. I do believe that things are changing, um, and that's you know, that's just the nature of of, of, of life. Things are going to change the way people think is going to change. Um, but you know, to the extent that we get to the places that we get, I mean, look, anything is possible. Obviously, well, not anything is possible, but there, are, in this case. Uh, any political outcome, political yeah. ethical outcome is possible. Um, I'm not holding my breath for certain outcomes. Um, oh no, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> but like I said, uh, you know, but like I said, still striving, you know, to achieve the best possible outcome uh, there is. But look, once once Congress, once the once. Once there's a flush of those type of people that are in Congress right now, where they're no longer thinking, like what I was saying with the Biden shit, where his campaign was not based off of, you know, criminalizing black people. Well, like, well people in Congress, right? Now, it wasn't based off of criminalizing black people, but it was based off of maintaining the system that exists. Right, 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 right. Yeah. He doesn't that's want as, anything as, new that's negative. He just wants to keep the negatives we have. Okay, but in comparison to someone like proposing, like Clinton proposing a three strikes law, or yeah, like, like, like it's more progressive than that, but that's a low bar to clear. Yeah, like still. he wasn't. Yeah, like I, like I'm not saying we haven't come anywhere from them, but I'm still saying it's a low bar. It's a low bar, but we gonna work. We working with bro. Like that's not that's not comparable to 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 like. Saying okay, it's a whole lot drug on war, like war on drugs, like yeah, like like yeah. Look again, I was gonna say I, I think I was gonna go, say, go ahead, go ahead. There's a there's a level yeah. of acknowledgement where it's like okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna go that route anymore because we see what is done. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I will say I think um, I get what you're saying in that. Yeah, like right now there isn't. Like from a federal, well, from from Biden specifically, mm-hmm. an echoing or like, or, or like, kind of galvanizing around. We need to criminalize more people. Basically, right. there yeah. isn't that echo that we've seen like with past presidents, which would hurt um, efforts at like improving, um, either whether it be alternative policing or like that would hurt if. The there was this well, if there was this criminalization mm. uh, rhetoric coming from Biden, um, though I do I do think though like I think Congress and stuff is definitely part of the reimagining public safety, but to be honest, I, they, they're not playing a bigger role than like state and your state no. officials. Well, are you saying the current people in office right now? No, I'm saying like regardless, like they're not playing a bigger role than your state officials. Yes, they are. They push no, no, they're not. Because like in terms of like, for example, like defunding is based on your is based on your for most states, right. is literally based on your city. Your municipal, yeah, your municipal. Yeah, yeah, it's like Congress can't make Congress can't make your city do that. Right. But they, they can, can they can reallocate resources and make it hard for you to fund it, but like 
they can't decide that for you. So right. even if they all changed, it still would be down to whatever the city wanted to do for most states. Right. I guess I'm thinking like retroactively, like with big time legislation that they have pushed forward in the past that they've gotten through that's impacted black people still to this day. Yeah. I mean, I thought we, I was just more so talking about like, like defunding. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah like, you know, like in most of the other police reimaginings or I, I try not to use reform. <laughs> that's some, but yeah. I would make an argument that the reason that politicians now, including Joe Biden, don't try to make the criminalization arguments of Black people is not out of uh, a shift in ethical concern within their own personal uh, moral compass, but is more about money and what makes money. And if criminalizing Black people don't make money, which um, is starting to make less money than it used to, um, then they ain't gonna do it. That that's 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 just what I see. Agreed. And you know, Agreed. maybe it really yeah. is his moral compass. But to me, it looks like, hey, if I criminalize black people, I'm not gonna make money. The people who fund me aren't gonna make money. Um, and and I feel like you see a lot in the performative activism from all these businesses that all of a sudden had Black Lives Matter flags and are you know making mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter merchandise to show you that they're down with the cause. You know, so I see it as a money thing, not as an ethical thing when it comes to the change in the moral compass of the politicians we currently have in power. Oh, for all of them. That could be wrong. That's just just what Um, I Okay. Oh, no, I'm I'm saying for all of them, including Biden. I I think it's I'm my my position is that it's money. It's not a moral. It's not a moral thing. Maybe you could find one or two. That it's moral, that it's actually, oh, yeah, I've changed my view. I used to hate black people, want them all to be in prison. And now I think that they're, you know, human beings like everyone else. I think you can find one or two like that. But I think most of them is money. And I feel like Nancy Pelosi, with her verbal diarrhea, has (laughs) mostly proven that it's money. Right. But that goes back to my point about them being part of a generation that grew up around, like, was influenced by people, by that type of racism, that overt racism. So what I'm saying is they need to be fleshed out and replaced by people, but that's not going to happen. You know, like what's the average age of a of a congressman? What? Like sixties and fifties. I mean, 60s. yeah, right. <laughs> no, not sixties and fifties. That's a, like 70-something. Yeah, they're from like you know, they grew up differently, bro. And I think it comes to a point where they're not just baby boomers. Right, and exactly. I mean, you know, they said so. They said the average age of the Congress members is fifty-seven point six years, for senators is sixty-two point nine. Gotcha. And and, and, and with this, like, I feel like that congressman voting on that in the Senate, it's not going to be more about the constituents. It's going to be about what they feel. It's gonna be about their personal objections to it. You, you know what? The Eric Swalwells and the AOCs of the world are probably bringing that number down. I'm, I'm, I'm attributing that to them. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, definitely. They're all young as fuck. Uh, but all right. Uh, 
Black Politic. Police brutality skit wedding proposal. What's up with that? Yeah, so I just saw this on Twitter today, and it was just the stupidest thing I'd ever seen. Actually, let me take that back. I've seen a lot of stupid stuff. There was one that was up there, though. So, I want to say it was yesterday or, like, sometime this week, um, late this week, somebody decided decided it was a good idea to propose to his girlfriend by, his mind, just a black dude, black woman, by making it seem like he was about to get shot by police. So he coordinated this whole thing at a gas station. Police had actual police pull up. They put guns at him. He's on the ground. She's crying for him. All this other stuff for him to like sit up and then pull out the ring from his from his jacket or whatever and then propose. <laughs> Please tell me she now, said no. <laughs> she said yes, and she didn't want to post it on Twitter. She didn't really know about it. <laughs> that girl with tears. <laughs> yeah, she was in tears before. <laughs> Before he put the ring on her. On Mother's Day, got the fattest no from me ever. Not facts. Facts. Because you you were the clown. No, at that (laughs) point. That nigga's a clown. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, the fact that you in this week could do that. The fact that you could ever do that, first of all, as a black person. But out of all weeks, you in this week. Yeah, he a dickhead. Going on? <laughs> like that? Like I'm, that, I'm like I'm like that dude. Got to be one of the stupidest people out here. And I'm even being shady. I'm just like that level of just unawareness. Girl, got to be one of the second stupidest people out here. <laughs> yeah, because she said yeah. <laughs> she said, yeah. She said, yeah. It's like, that man really faked like they was about to kill him. When we saw all these people get killed this week and somebody go on trial and get convicted, it would be one of the only two people, no, it would be the first person in that state to get convicted for killing a black person. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I really cannot believe that. And you know Twitter was going up on them in the, in the comments. They was going up on them as they should. Cause that was ridiculous and stupid. That was ridiculous and stupid. Like I don't know what type of mental state somebody got to be in to do that, knowing everything that's going on. Yeah, it's called a constant state of stupid. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. all it was. Yeah, that was that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> like, I ain't really other way to say it. So, um, yeah. Don't no, skate out. Yeah. Could couldn't be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a dick, but yeah, so what like did they like rent those cops? Like what the fuck happened? I have no idea. Not rent uh, the cops. I mean, I, it I mean basically, basically. <laughs> basically. Yeah. I wonder if they did pay the cops. That'd be funny. Yeah, I paid them like twenty dollars to show that. <laughs> You can't impersonate police. Huh? You can't impersonate 
police unless it's like in a movie or something, right? So yeah, Shit, they only yeah, they only catch two percent of crimes. Mm-hmm. You can impersonate them, they ain't gonna catch you, bro. No, it's funny. <laughs> We're not advocating that anyone commit crimes. Just so you know. <laughs> 